Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a calm conversation that will hopefully be less than fascinating so that you can feel free to drift off. Although, with my guest, I don't know if anything can be less than fascinating.、Uh, he's one of my favorite people in all the world. You can hear him laughing in the background. I'll introduce him in just a second. I want to thank you for joining us. We hope you will listen and sleep. I'm your host, of course. Marco Timpano. Follow us on Twitter at Listen and Sleep. And of course, follow us on Instagram as well, because I'm trying to post videos and polls and all those things. I have my friend Christine helping me with that. So,、um, and thank you for listening. It gives me great pleasure to introduce, all the way from Las Vegas, a dear friend, Derek Shipman. Welcome to the Insomnia Hello, Project. Hello. Thank you for having me. Derek.、Um, I'm just so thrilled to have you. And I, Me too. I start all my shows with all my guests <laughs> saying the same thing. But truly, Derek and I were in a Second City show together and we performed really all over the world together. Yeah. And、uh, we saw some beautiful places, some beautiful beaches, all kind of, we got into all kinds of silliness.、Um, we did. We did. <laughs> uh, and um, I, just, I just truly love your family as well, your parents and your sister, who I haven't met, but I know her through social media. But your folks, big hug to Janice、uh, from、Thank、me. Thank you. And your, I'm sure they appreciate it. And your、um, dad, of course, yeah. We also had the fortune of touring, of working together during the height of Harry Potter. Oh, yes. Like as the movies were still coming out, which was really great. The last book came out, and you and I could not read it fast enough. And we、yeah. would just report <laughs> back to each other on what we read.、Um, something my listeners might not know I'm a big Harry Potter nerd、um, and a big fan. And I think you are too. Is that safe to say? I am. Yes, I am. At one point, you and I had wands that we had fashioned ourselves and were casting、yeah. spells. On the, on the ship that we worked on. So that was, that was a lot of fun too. And I think it's the way to go. I don't want to disparage Universal Studios and their fantastic wands. Of course. I think fashioning your own wand, you know what it's made of, you're more attuned to it. You, you, you build a connection with your wand. And、yes. it doesn't have to look great, it just has to feel right in your hand. Yes. That's okay, exactly I, it. Yeah. So of all the spells that we cast, Which is your favorite, and which would you be able to have? The, which do you wish you had the power to, to continue to cast? I think the most valuable one that we cast was Wingardium Leviosa. And I think that both in theoretical practice, it would be very handy. 
it would do a lot of damage to the crane industry. True. But it would be very handy. But in practicality, when you fell through that bed. <laughs> it was it was a sight to see. I will say that. It was the best spell we cast. <laughs> now, uh, speaking of spells, you are a lighting uh, technician, designer, yes. uh, practitioner. Uh, I don't know if practitioner, lighting practitioner. I love that term. Um, yeah, for- I like it. <laughs> for a, a huge show in Las Vegas. Yes, I uh, I run, uh, I'm a lighting technician for O, Cirque du Soleil's O, um, commonly mistaken for Cirque du Soleil's Zero. I and see. that's not what it is, or Zed, as you would say. Mm-hmm. Um, that's true. But it, uh, yeah, so I do, I run a spot, one of many spots. There's a lot of spotlights in the show. So I run one of a few different spotlights. And then I also run the, console for the show the main lighting console and oh if i'm not mistaken and i've seen it and it's fantastic so if you have the opportunity to see any cirque show really i would really strongly recommend it but oh is one that is involved in water and tanks and water is a main theme or protagonist yes. in in this in the show it is a million and a half gallon pool mm-hmm. that uh is in the middle of the stage and then these lifts that come and go from the pool to make it look like the water is appearing. So yeah, it's a very wet show. Yes. Um, not always super good for lighting. Oh, but really? We manage. Is, yeah. is water hard to light? Water's hard to light and it's hard on the equipment. And uh, it's also everything has to be GFCI'd. Which means? Which is... Um, like when you're in your house and you have that light switch with a button on it, that's like test or whatever, that's a GFCI. And its purpose is to like, if it gets wet at all, it, it, it shuts that down. I see. Okay. Um, it shuts down the line faster than your breaker does at the, at the breaker box okay. to save your life. Right. Of course. So everything at, O that's anywhere near that pool has to get a GFCI on it, which, um, can get tricky because they're very sensitive. <laughs> sure, of course. So does that mean sometimes your lights could be triggered even when it is in a situation that really it needs to be triggered? Absolutely. Like we could lose a couple lights just because the GFCI was very sensitive and sure. it just went, which we'd much rather have than actually someone getting hurt. hurt. Of course. Um, so, yeah. And then just humidity in the air can be really tough on some of the lighting fixtures. Uh, we also have a man in the show who lights himself on fire every night. Okay. And his, his soot gets up into those lights. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I never thought soot would be such a problem. Who knew? I guess. Water and fire. I guess if you were a chimney sweep, you would know. You'd be like, that's the first thing you should (laughs) watch that show. And you're like, Oh, I know what's going on here. <laughs> That's how they all sound. Yes, of course. Of course. Our UK listeners are, is really going to love that. Yeah. Uh, Derek. Um, now, let me ask you this. What is your favorite light to use? Whether or not you use it in the show, this current show you're you're working on. That's a really good question. There's a lot of types of lights. Okay. There's, um, there's spotlights are called that because they're meant to do a really sharp edge spot. Right. And kind of... Uh, isolate an area of the stage and then your floodlights do more like wide floods. So it's like, we want to fill this whole area with light. They tend to be more ambiance and spotlight tend to be more whatever's happening. 
Um, but there's a whole new world of lighting because of LEDs. Sure. That has changed the industry. So before it was, everything was what we call incandescent. You know, your basic filament, uh, electricity goes through a filament and makes it glow. It's not super fast. It's as controllable as it can be, but it's not like instant. So when you kill those lights, you have this like afterglow that kind of slowly goes out. Sure. That, so you can't, you can pull lights out quickly, but they're still kind of, you've probably seen it in a theater before. There's yeah. still like this fade, but LEDs are on or they aren't. Oh, I see. And so it's like, boom, boom, which is, it, it just allows for a whole new world of things. And also the heat, like all the, all the hard parts about incandescence, they take a lot of power. They get really hot LEDs. You can put them in different places. We have this spot under, so down in the bottom of the pool, there's a tunnel, not dissimilar from like SeaWorld. I see. Okay. And you can go down there and you can see the underwater part of the stage and that's for maintenance or just watching things. But we also, we put lights down there so we can glow the whole pool. Sure. Of course. We used to use regular incandescent lights. And when the thing was first built, somebody put a light really close to one of those panels and it was a regular stage light, but it got hot enough that it warped the wall there. Oh wow! And so if you're ever in a situation where you can go to O and they're still doing the tours, you can go down there and see this bubble in the wall and it's safe and it's fine, but you're like one light did that. A very basic light did that. So that that's like, the effect that that heat can have sometimes. So the LEDs just don't have that heat. Right. And you can put them anywhere and you can run them on the same power that you would run a light bulb at home, which means all of a sudden your theaters are popping up in a place where you wouldn't expect a theater to, to pop up because they don't need massive amounts of power. So you can turn almost any empty building into a theater with LED lighting. And you don't need that headroom that you would need in traditional theaters because of the size of the incandescent lights. Is that fair to say? Well, the size isn't wildly different. They are smaller for sure. Okay. But it's, uh, you don't need, you know, if I can plug six fixtures in and they each only take 60 watts, that's like having six light bulbs versus like six fixtures that take 500 watts. And now you're trying to figure out how to disperse that power on your breaker panel, how to best do it. Instead, you go in, you flick a light switch, and they all come on, and you control them from your console. So you can put that anyway. They also usually, size is similar, but weight can be a lot less. I see. So, you know, you're not hanging it quite as big a light. Um. But yeah, it's a whole, it's a really interesting world. So I'm fascinated by that stuff right now. Sure. Because it's new enough. There's also, I've heard of a remote control for, for big spotlights. So you sit in a, in a truck somewhere offsite in a chair, like a gamer. Right. And you just control the spotlight and you have a camera on the light that gives you your, um, your position and stuff and you just run it from a whole nother position comfortably. Wow. And then you don't have people sitting in the rafters buckled in where they could fall. 
you know, you've got like just people comfortably sitting all together and they can talk to each other and um, kind of coordinate. And I think that's, I've never used one, but I think that's a fascinating thing. Oh, that's wonderful. Tell me about your console. So you have a console in front of you. How many buttons or knobs do you have the ability to tweak? Quite a bit. Okay. Quite a bit. So everything is done with touchscreens at this point. So you have your console with your basic buttons that you're always going to need. And then the and those are like number buttons to put in different numbers and all these command buttons. And you have your go button um, for go or stop to go through cues. You got a fader wing and the fader wing can be loaded with almost anything you can think of. Wow. And they slide up and down. So you could run a whole show. If your show only had a certain number of cues, you could run a whole show off of just fader wings right? Um, or faders on a fader wing. Then you have dials. Those are mainly for your moving lights. So these are lights that move independently and you control them again, kind of like a video game. I see. You turn the light on, you move it where you want it to be, and you set that in the console as that's what we want that light to do. And that's really an incredible thing because one light can do 20 jobs versus hanging 20 different lights. So that light in this scene can be here. And then later in the show could be over here. Right. And it could be over here now and it can do all these different looks within itself. It can do all these colors. And so that those are pretty incredible too. And you can run all those from the console and you just use these little dials and you set it where you want it to be. And then you tell the console, don't forget what we just did. Cause that's awesome. That's what we need tomorrow. Yeah. Right. Tomorrow Do it again show. tomorrow. Right. Console. Okay. But let me ask you this. So the spot, is there someone manning this or, or is it, I shouldn't say manning, yes. but is someone controlling the spot, like actually physically moving the spot or are they doing it from a console? They are doing those spotlights from a, a person sitting at a big hot light. Okay. And they are, guiding this bad boy around oh wow there's we have four lights that are at the front and they're up in the light booth with the console lot and they do all the front looks for all the characters that come through in and out and then there's two lights that are on the proscenium the frame of the stage okay above shooting down and there's two lights and this one's probably my favorite one to run that are upstage of the proscenium practically on the stage with the artists and they are getting a lot of side lighting and they're doing like little kind of trick shots that no one could do from another position and those you feel the most part of the show because you've got people flying past you on rigs you've got um people running under you you've got big like we rain on stage there's a point where the whole stage gets covered in rain right and you're close enough to it where you feel like you could almost like grab it it's pretty cool wow. to be back there my goodness who knew this world of lighting was so fascinating and so complex and so tricky and so delightful and so artistic um you know i think lighting is one of the underappreciated art forms and when it's done well you don't notice it yeah but when it's not yeah when it's not you notice right away yes yes you do yeah and i've seen your show and it is it is 
tremendous and incredible and unique from top to bottom from the moment you sit in the theater to the moment you leave it is truly a delight it's definitely a big wow show Mm -hmm. uh from the top of it right away they do some pretty big effects and there's just a lot happening you can work at the show for a year and not have noticed something and then someone's like hey, when so-and-so comes out and does this, and you're like, that doesn't happen. Right. And you're like, yeah, it happens while you're doing this other thing. I see. <laughs> um, let me ask you this. So you live in Las Vegas, but you're not from Las yes. Vegas. No. You're from one I'm of my not. favorite states, which is Tennessee. I'm from Tennessee. Yes. Uh, Jackson, Tennessee, to be exact. That's right. Um, but let me ask you, now that you live in Las Vegas, where does someone from Las Vegas go? Because I know where all the tourists go to casinos and all the sort of places and and they'll go see your show. But where does one who lives in Las Vegas, what do you do that might be something very Las Vegan? Las Vegan? I don't know how you say it. Las Vegan. Las Vegan. Um, Yeah, uh, we here in Vegas, and I still don't consider myself full on. Okay. You know, you've got got people who were born here. Mm -hmm. You've got people who moved here. 20 years ago. And then you've got like the 10 and under people who are still figuring things out. Um, There are a lot of really great different environments, very close to Vegas. Really? You can, you can drive 45 minutes and be on a mountaintop with snow. You can drive to a beach, not too far. Like it doesn't take too long to drive to like a beach, a beach in the desert. No, like we're not that far from getting through to like L.A. to the beach. Okay. Um, And then there's there's just a lot of like weird stuff like that that I think people who lived here a long time take advantage of. And I haven't yet. Okay. Is like, oh, we we when we have a three day weekend, we go to this place. We go to Zion, you know, in Utah. And it's beautiful. And I've never been to Zion. So I think. There's a lot of that. As far as, um, as far as like locals, locals don't go to the strip. Right. Um, and it's not that the strip isn't great. It's that it's a lot like to drive on the strip and fight the traffic sure. is a lot. So it has to be worthwhile. Um, and the strip for our listeners, if you're not aware is where all the hotels are lined up on, on either side of the street. That's where the main action is. Uh, of all the big hotels and casinos you may have heard of that are in Las Vegas. Right. Usually if a local goes down to the strip, it's because they got tickets to a show I see. and they, and they're going to see a show because the locals do see the show. Sure. Of course. Um, I would say uh, there's a few things in town that are really cool. Uh, we have a meow wolf now. I don't know if you're familiar. No with idea. Meow wolf. This is great. I love it. Meow wolf. Meow wolf is like this, giant art installation and ours is a supermarket and you go in and it's just like everything's off and weird and then you walk through this wall and you go into this like art exhibit thing where everything you can touch things and there's lights everywhere and stuff so it's just like an experience that's been put into town recently and it's a huge draw for locals oh wow um there's there's some stuff that you still get giddy about. Sure. The canals at the Venetian. Right. You know, like you can ride those every day and they're still really fun. Right. Um, 
the Bellagio fountain is, is always cool. Right. There's, um, there's a lot of local arts at local theater. First mm-hmm. Friday is a big deal in Las Vegas. But what's that? It's an, it's an arts festival okay. every first Friday of the month. And mm-hmm. this little art, art nook in town, art square, they have all these live performers and, um, circus people and street performers and then they bring in a bunch of food trucks and stuff and it's just a really cool thing artsy thing that vegas does you have a lot of artists in town who have sold out for lack of a better term you know like they've sold out to the man and they do their art on the strip for big money but then they come do their their cool unique art at our um first friday so that's really fun to go see where does a vegan go in vegas oh my gosh there's a couple there's a couple of places i am not a vegan so i couldn't list off sure the names of some of them but there are great vegan restaurants in vegas i've i have some friends who are vegan and they've talked about it like they have a couple places that are really big time i just needed to say that i wanted to say vegan in vegas in the yeah, same sentence. A, ve- a las vegan <laughs> yeah. a vegas vegan <laughs> what's your favorite jam uh like eating jam yeah uh my favorite jam it is shifted in my life okay um i my favorite jam is red raspberry jam okay but it used to be um it used to be boysenberry jam. I see. And I think everyone loves a good plum jam. I mean, who? Can, I mean, it's plum season now. I have about 60 plums in my refrigerator. And talking to you, I was like, I should really make some plum jam. Ready? Yeah. Ready to jam? Yeah, I'm ready to jam. Um, my grandmother used to, every time she visited us, she would bring California boysenberries oh. all the way to Tennessee. And she would make jam at home. Like, in front of us. And I thought that was such a cool process. What was your grandmother's name? Josephine. And what is your fondest memory of your grandmother? Oh, hot biscuits. Oh, wow. She would, I, I there's a lot. Okay. She was a lovely person. Um, my dad's parents were just like, they made that time, you know, like they, they visited multiple times a year. They lived in California, but they flew over all the time. And they would stay for a big chunk of time. My grandmother would make fresh biscuits in the morning and she would get them in the oven and get that smell going in the house. Right. And then she would wander around the house going, hot biscuits, hot biscuits, come get them, hot biscuits. And she would do that until somebody finally got up and came out. And I do, that was that was one of my fondest memories, I think. Oh, that's wonderful. Now, we've talked about lighting, and we've talked about Cirque and Las Vegas, but we haven't mm-hmm. talked about the fact that you're one of the funniest performers I've ever had the pleasure to see on stage, to perform with, and also to oh watch uh, on the net uh, as well. And you do uh, a fantastic turn with uh, a friend of yours or a colleague of yours, a peer of yours, and it's called Stinky and Bunny. Can you tell us a bit about that? Well, first off, thank you so much. And that means a lot to me coming from you because I feel similarly. I feel like you're someone who always made me laugh when we did shows together. And I always was surprised by the things that would 
come out of your mouth. And I was, it would always inspire me. Um, yeah, I do this act, uh, Darren Petura and I, who we've, I've known him since 2006. I moved here then, um, as a youngster and we met and we did this as kind of a throwaway thing. I bought an Easter bunny costume as a bit. Sure. Uh, the the day after Easter, it had been returned to a Target department store. Yes. It had clearly been used and it looked like someone had gotten into a street fight with it. Oh, wow. It was pretty roughed up and missing some parts and stuff. And I bought it very cheap. I would hope so. Yes. <laughs> and then I wore it as a joke because at the time, Darren and I um, lived together. He and his wife, I moved in with them. Okay. And I would wear it around the house as a joke. And then we did an act that was Stinky, who was this unsuccessful magician who was in a from a different age, and then his his magic bunny, who was very unreliable. And that's you. So You're the bunny. That was me. Okay. I was the bunny. And so he would set up a trick where I was supposed to appear from this or appear from that. Sure. And I was always late and I always had a cocktail and I was always unimpressed with the whole experience. So we did it once kind of as a joke, as a gag, and it was fun and we never thought about it again. And then we, uh, I, I left and I like did second city and, um, got married and had kids. And then we moved back to Vegas and Darren and I got, we had always been in contact, but you know, we, of course, like met up and we started a school together and he was like, what do you think about bringing back stinky and bunny? And I was like, I've still got the suit. Oh, it's so great. <laughs> so this is seven years later. Wow. That we got back together and I still had this bunny suit and it became something we did once in a while that we really were passionate about and we loved because we love to play together. Right. And we made some, videos and then we we found ourselves with a lot of time at home and we realized like what a great use of this time to do a weekly show so we sort of shifted gears and did our weekly interview show that you were on yes i was and uh we were so excited to have you on it was so fun it was fun um but yeah it became a thing that we we really fine-tuned the characters and we found who they were we used to be very mean Oh, really? And okay. we sort of got away from okay. that and kind of found this, um, this like brotherly ribbing instead of being so crude to sure. each other. We sort of found this thing where we give each other a hard time, but you can tell the characters really love each other. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's fun. It's a good time. Well, listeners, if you'd like to check that out, you can go to stinkyandbunny.com. I'll have it in the show notes so that you can check it out and you can see what Derek does in a, uh, you know, seven-year-old bunny suit that really is rough for the wear. And Yes, uh, it is. <laughs> it's, it's really fun. It's really funny. It's a great time. Um, so I invite you to check that out. I mean, Derek, I've, I could talk to you for hours and hours, but we're coming towards the end of the show. Is there anything? No. Yeah, is there anything that you would like to talk about, or is there anything that you have uh, questions for me? I guess I don't know. Yeah, uh, I I love what this show is. Mm. I love what it does for people, and I love 
being part of that. I hope somebody falls asleep to me talking about lights. Oh, I'm I'm certain <laughs> I'm certain people have. I'm certain people have and, oh, and, and yeah. because I, I will often get notes from people that say I find you so funny and yet I fall asleep and I'm like, that's great. If it, one it's of the things, wonderful. the one of the things that we've always said about this show is that it's the only podcast that we hope you never reach the end of that you end up, you know, not ever hearing what we're talking about at this point. And if you do, great. Thank you for being with us all this time. We really do care about you. And there's people who listen because they want to just chill and relax and we're happy to have you to the end. So don't think that you're not as important as those who are able to drift off. And uh, thank you for being with us. Um, Derek, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Thank you for having me. This has been so nice. Derek was so kind to fetch a microphone because I said, do you have a microphone? And he went into the quietest spot in his home, which is the bathroom. So I'm sure you're uncomfortable as well. Um, where... Oh, I'm I'm doing all right. You're doing okay. You're doing okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much, uh, Derek. We hope to have you back. Thank you. I would love to. And until then, we hope you listen and sleep.